wake up and live. Yes, wake up and live. Absolutely, I do agree with that. The morning bliss right here on SAFM. And um, this part of the show is very, very interesting. Very insightful, may change your life, may alter your way of thinking. And we are talking relationships. And um, key issues that affect our relationships, it could be money. I don't know about love these days, but I will find out in just a minute. Um, chatting to Dr. Mashudu, David Mbedzi, marriage counselor, author of the book titled Married But Intimately Divorced and Wrong Husband, Wife and Partner. It's a very good morning and a warm welcome to SAFM. Morning, morning. Uh, good morning to the listeners. How are you? I am very, very well, thank you. Relationships. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a pandemic, man. <laughs> no, it's it has taken a different dimension, I have to say. A yeah. totally different dimension. So lately, I don't know whether you, 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 you share the same sentiments. People are getting married for convenience. Does that work? Yeah, I, I think uh, in my book, Mar- uh, Wrong Husband, Wrong Wife, uh, Wrong Partner, let's talk about it. Uh, I, I, I discuss about 25 types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Break and them the down. And the two that will, that will focus on for now is the convenience and love marriage. Just to give a background, in a love marriage, people fall, partners or people fall uh, in love with each other because... Uh, they love each other. There are certain similarities and traits that they have that brings them together. The inner self that says, I love you. You see, the power of love is good because it makes you to love someone that you don't know. And to an extent that you don't sleep and you end up saying, no, I must make this person a takeaway. We should live together. Mm. And now, uh, the next logical step in that instance will be to get married or be together, or cohabit. cohabit. Now, in, in a convenience marriage, the difference, therefore, is that the, 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 the relationship is founded on benefits. There, there are two things. There is no love, there is no trust. The question, therefore, is what is in for me? And uh, the mistake, therefore, that most people make in, on, when time goes on, the issue is don't look for love or trust. But you find people trying to love or trying to trust someone and, la- and trying to commit, which is contrary to the intention of the relationship. So that's what the difference is. So never look for love or trust or commitment in a convenience relationship because it's founded on benefits. Therefore, the underlying concept is when the benefits or benefits fall away or when, if money is no longer there, or the benefits that to say, if I want transport, I want this, I want this, I want this. It's not there. I want accommodation. I want commit. I want not commitment. I want or money. Say for instance, post away or those benefits are no longer available. Then the person has a right to look for someone who can provide that. Mm, yeah. Um. Is there is there such thing though? I know you, you've just broken it down for me. Is there such thing as a soulmate? It is a, it's something like that, but it depends on whether you are lucky to have found a soulmate. But some, sometimes people get, uh, fall in, find a soulmate 
naturally they dream about those things. Uh, you seem to be you seem to be breaking a bit. I think I'm 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 losing you there for a second. Um, Net- I think it's the network. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, loud and clear. Yes, finding a soulmate sometimes it it goes with uh, being lucky, being blessed. Uh, logically, it happens depending on how you you meet. But sometimes people find themselves in only to find the similarities, personal traits that brings them together. Some learn to love each other when times goes on. And sometimes, sometimes it's a matter of luck that you get someone that you, you can uh, have uh, being a soulmate with. So sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. And what about, how do you then identify, let's say you've met someone, you seem to to have rapport, you're getting along very well. How, what are the red flags where you then realize, am I needed or am I loved? Remember, some people need you as much as they they can use you. So if, for instance, you are driving better, when you pass a bridge, you don't stop the car and go back and check the bridge, how, you, how the bridge is feeling, whether it is well. That will be abnormal. But now, you, you, you are used as a bridge to cross over, meaning for convenience for a certain Now, uh, when the red flags are, the issue is, does this person need, are we there for money or are we using each other sexually? Do I, what, what is the purpose, what is the, what is the underlying purpose of our relationship? Uh, what is the core benefit that we have? So if, if you fall in love to say we are in love only to find that it, it is amount what you are in for, say, for instance, I need you, you find that you are needed for transport, you are needed for money, you are needed for convenience. Some love the concept of marriage than the person that they are married to. They love the image of the marriage than the person they are married. They love certain aspects of the marriage. Yet to find that you are an option. Therefore, those are red flags. But say, for instance, uh, we've got a listener who says, I, I had a lot of money. I used to care for, for my partner. I used to do all those things. But when money uh, disappeared, then I'm, I'm, I'm treated like a doormat. And uh, only to find that uh, when, say, for instance, I ask for, for, for tea, I'm given tea on a dirty cup or a broken cup. When I ask, you say, no, the cup's available there and do things for yourself. Now, you, you see, those are red flags to say this person has me because money was the core foundation. So those are red flags to say they not look for love and that kind of that can even if you change the person to say I still love you. The purpose of the of, of the relationship is no longer there. In short, you were needed for money. You were needed for convenience. So don't look for love in that instance. Mm. I think we're going to take a small break in in a few minutes. Uh, Not even a few minutes. We'll take a small break. And when we get back, I do have a uh, a voice note for you. And we'll play that voice note for now. Let's take a short break.
Wake up and live. Good day, SFM. Oh, on marriage, I think sometimes we get into it without even understanding ourselves. And we are a puzzle, getting into another puzzle with somebody else. But I also think when somebody checks out of marriage, it is also time for you to check out. There is no point to hold on to what is not giving you love. This is Nikiwe from Bloom. Thank you. Thanks, Nikiwe. Um, Doc, what's your take on that? Uh, she, she is very correct, and I agree with that. Uh, sometimes, remember, uh, we, we fall in love with strangers. And most people, in, most people globally, if you look at the statistics, we fall, we, the, the fact that you're married to someone that's not, or in love with someone does not mean that you know them. Most people are strangers. They don't know each other. And when, when someone says love is over, it means that which they wanted has been achieved or maybe has not been achieved. They have to move on. Now, it means that they have to leave. Because it means that they are not there for commitment. The reasons, the, the foundational purpose of, of them being there is no longer worth it or worthy. You see, the problem is most people, uh, I've, I've done a lot of counseling, most people fall into, get married only to find that this is not what they signed for. They are married to someone who is very violent. It can be a woman or man. They may not get abused or beaten up, same as women do. But now, when you say, I want to get out, someone threatens you to say, I will kill you, I will do this, I will do this. Now, the issue, the fact that, you see, the problem is the fact that you're married or in love with someone does not mean that you own them. Let me repeat that. It does not mean that you own them to an extent that you can force them to do what to commit to you because there are certain benefits, there are certain things that you want. There are people that have got uh, that kind of psych to say, you can't live without me or um, there's no one who can... Uh, fall in love with you or have you, especially when it comes to us men to say, there's no one who can have you apart from me. So in that in that instance, you're saying you own, it's an ownership concept. You don't own someone, so let them go. That's why there's too much violence. So if someone is not, we must not treat each other as property. Mm. Allow someone to live if they don't want to. That's why there's a lot of violence people kill each other and it's not worth it um i think we're going to also uh let's take another voice note and um let's let's just find out what um what's on the other side what are they saying good morning acfm and the presenter good morning morning Douglas for Marcelo. a few years ago i lost my wife but now everybody that comes closest to me. It looks like I'm a candidate for their marriage. But I only see red flags. What should I do? Should I move to another place where nobody knows me and see if I can pick up love? Because 
everything is looking for benefits from me. That's what I say. What advice can I have, doctor? Thanks. Okay, Doc. Uh, you see, we are not sure what kinds of red flags he's talking about, but there are two things. One, you need to define who are you. What is it that you want in a relationship? As a, before you can consider whether someone is right, remember, the fact that someone is wrong for you does not mean you are right for them. You might be right for them, but you, are, you, might, you might not be the correct candidate for them because of their preference. The fact that you have taken interest in someone or taken them out for dinner or lunch does not mean that you are the correct candidate or person for them. So it's a two-way process. That person only to find that they don't prefer to commit to you because there are certain things that they don't like or prefer about you. So the issue is who are you and what is it? The mistake that we make better in that is that when we meet someone that we like, we look at one, what they are dressed, how they are dressed, what the color of the banking card, what they are driving, how they are smelling, those things. We look at the artificial thing. We don't look at, that's what they say, when a man of God, a woman of God is interested in you, take the anointing and put it aside and take the character. When you're in a relationship, I normally say when I'm doing counseling, take your, your emotions and your feelings and put them in, the, in a deep freezer and check the character. Ask yourself to say, what kind of building material, what do I have? Mm. And do I fit into their lifestyle? Do I fit into their lifestyle or culture of beliefs? All those things, because they affect you. Mm. And, you know, one other aspect that I also, I mean, that is quite evident in many relationships, people are never really on the same platform when it comes to parallel financial visions and objectives. The other one may be 90% thinking, I think if we go in this direction, we are on, in the, you know, on the right path. And the other one just maybe just feels like, I don't know, doormat. Like, look, I'm happy where I am. I, I normally, you are correct. Uh, I normally define a relationship as di driving in one car going different directions based on whether the one, the financial visions are the same, sexual visions are the same, that which you want to achieve are the same. The mistake is we, when we fall in love, we put culture, Christianity, and egos into relation to say, for instance, I'm a man, uh, I can't be told by a woman what to do. Therefore, you're putting uh, your egos into a relationship, only to find that a relationship is supposed to be a two-way process. They, they should be parity in terms of saying, listen to each other. You have to have teamwork, communication, tolerance, all those things. There are certain people who want to be understood or respected, but they don't, don't want to do the same. There are certain people who say, we have the fin finances, but mine work on my own way. You are married in community of property, but when you divorce, the other one is not bringing that to the table. Who, benef who, who benefits what and for who? That's the question. So the financial visions should be aligned and they should be transparent. And that, that is one of the things that destroys a lot of relationships. Mm. And just to wrap it up, commitment, commitment phobia. Some people just don't want to commit. By nature, some people don't want commitment as much as they don't want children. So some, sometimes it's naturally there. 
or sometimes it's because it becomes an inconvenience to them because they, it will make them to commit. So it depends. Commitment is a two-way process. I might be committed, the other part is not. So if it's not uh, complementary to the relationship, there's a problem because it's, it's a one-way process. So therefore, if I'm not committed, the issue of commitment goes with, it's a fundamental issue. Commitment goes with trust. It goes with ability to tolerate, ability to listen to each other, ability to respect. So it's a multidimensional concept. It's not an only one-way concept. And it's not a stand-alone concept. Yeah. Well, Doc, thank you so much for giving us your time this uh uh, you know, when, when it comes to relationships, marriage and divorce, I mean, this is our day-to-day -day living. It happens on a daily basis and a lot of people are divorcing on a daily basis and hopefully we'll figure it out so that we know that, you know, if we engage or if we commit, we stay in it. But thank you so much for joining us and we'll be chatting to you again next week. And just Keep before going. you go, um, if uh, our listeners would like to be in touch let them get my books because most people like the A-Time who send me a message, they ask me what things that are in my books. They can uh, WhatsApp me on 072-793-3531. 072-793-3531. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much. Bye for now. That's Dr. Mashudu David Mbezi, marriage counselor and author. And like he just highlighted, you can uh, get quite some interesting insight in um, one of his books or you get both books, Married But Intimately Divorced and Wrong Husband, Wife and Partner. And you may just find your answers um, in those two books. Let's take a short break. We'll be back.